Hi, my name is Denek. I'm an English teacher from the Czech Republic, and you're listening to my podcast called Denek's English Podcast. Here is another episode. Have fun. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Zdenex English Podcast and this time I am recording in the morning from my room in my house. Why am I recording in the morning? Well, because I've got a bit of time to spare. It is actually a weekend for me and uh, I have got my first football match today so I am kind of excited about it. I am sort of buzzing because, uh, you know, when there is a hiatus like that um, in between the seasons, basically you are kind of, you know, looking forward to the match more than usual. So, in other words, I'm in a good mood and I realize that I haven't uploaded many episodes recently, so I might as well do something about it, you know. Um, This one is a vocabulary, flashcards, vocabulary series episode i think you have heard these episodes before haven't you well if you haven't then i might tell you what this is about Uh, i will not spend much time on it obviously because those that know about it they don't want to hear about it anymore because you know i've been banging on about it for ages now so pretty much it's any vocabulary that i have collected in the past few months um Basically, when I listen to podcasts or radio recently, I've been listening to a lot of LBC radio, for instance. I just uh, write this vocabulary down into my Flashcards app. The app that I use is called Flashcards Deluxe. And I try to make sections for every month. I have one section. So the one we are dealing with today is going to be February 2019. So it's any vocabulary that I thought was interesting enough for me to record, to keep track of, and I put it in the app. And now I'm going to go through this vocabulary. Some of this vocabulary may be from Luke's English Podcast um, or Luke's English Podcast Premium. Some of this vocabulary comes from LBC Radio. Some of this vocabulary comes from other people's podcasts. Let's see. And I think I would like to cover as many as possible today, more than usual. So I am pretty much going to go a little bit faster than normally. Let's see. So unassuming. Unassuming is uh, a vocabulary from Luke's English podcast and it actually comes from the episode that um, Luke recorded as a response to our interview, um, as a response to my appearance on Luke's English podcast. This comes from a premium episode in which he goes uh, through the language and picks it apart. So if you are unassuming, it's actually a positive quality to be an unassuming person. That means you are not arrogant, uh, you are kind of modest, respectful, nice, and you you are sort of not assuming that anything will happen. And uh, an unassuming man is a dream of every woman, I think. If you are a woman listening to this episode, please do let me know if you prefer unassuming men or rather arrogant men 
who are not honest. I think I know the answer already. If you are a top dog, I actually do know this phrase from um, a wonderful TV show that I would like to recommend to all of you called Wentworth Prison. It's an, it's an epic TV show from a prison environment and I think it was recorded in Australia, so a lot of the characters have an Australian accent. And um, in the prison that this uh, TV show takes place, they always have one prisoner who is the top dog. And the top dog is the one that kind of um, sort of like rules everyone, you know, like the top dog has, uh, has the best position in that prison. Uh, but also some responsibility. You know, the top dog has to look after uh, the other prisoners. Oh, by the way, I did not say it, it's it's actually a female prison. So it's it's quite interesting how the women in this prison have to battle for that position and what it can actually take to get there and how much they have to sacrifice and so on. But you can be t a top dog in any other field, really. Okay, so to let your guard down. So if you let your guard down, you basically stop focusing and uh, uh, you are no longer careful, which uh, means you might uh, make a slip, you might make a mistake and say something about yourself, perhaps which you were not supposed to say. You know, you reveal something. Um, so basically you, uh, you do not have sufficient defense and you perhaps show your true colors so that's what happens when you let your guard down and it could also mean like basically a lack of lack of um, concentration which leads to uh, you um, paying for that in one way or another so that's that one pungent so pungent means uh, pungent is a, as, as an adjective meaning having a sharply strong taste or smell. So, for example, you could say the pungent smell of frying onions. So it has a, it's a sharply strong taste or smell. What else can be pungent? I suppose garlic could be pungent. Are you, are you a fan of um, onion and garlic? I have to say I am, although I do understand that it's not always a pleasant experience for someone uh, who is perhaps in your vicinity, so to speak, um, after you have eaten uh, some of these um, spices or vegetables, rather. Right, they are vegetables, yeah. So, you know, you can have a smelly breath a bit, right? So it's a pungent smell of frying onions, for example. Okay, um, what else do we have here? Did anything stick with you? So if something sticks with you, that means you remember it. Hopefully, some of this vocabulary that I'm going through now will stick with you. If it doesn't, then I have probably not done a good job as a teacher and a podcaster. Let's hope it's the former rather than the latter. Uh, devoid. It's one of my favorite pieces of vocabulary and it's one that I have recently learned from LBC. Um, LBC is a wonderful radio. I'm gonna do a little plug here. Basically it's, it's LBC stands for Leading Briti British Conversation. Wait, Leading Britain's Conversation I think it is, not British. Yeah, Leading Britain's Conversation and uh, it's basically a call-in show. 
So you have got a presenter. Uh, there are different presenters on LBC. That's what kind of makes it interesting. And they have different opinions, especially on the issue of Brexit. And these presenters um, express their own opinions. And also they ask questions to their listeners. And they invite um, very, very diverse um, uh, but they basically invite uh, all sorts of people onto their show. They have to call in and onto the phone number of the radio, and then the the presenters often try to challenge these callers. So they ask them additional questions and debunk their own arguments. And uh, sometimes they have to cut them off because they are so horrible. They they have some extreme views or something like that. That's, that's very interesting. So LBC, I, I highly recommend that radio and uh, the word devoid is um, often used by my favorite presenter or let's say he's one of my two favorite presenters. Uh, his name is James O'Brien. He's a um, hardcore Remainer actually. He, he uh, goes against uh, the Brexiteers. He fights uh, tooth and nail against their um, position. So he uses this word devoid. And if you're devoid of something, you are entirely lacking or free from it. So for example, we could say, um, um, she kept her voice devoid of emotion. So if you keep your voice devoid of emotion, that means that your voice is kind of emotionless. You know, no one knows whether um, whether you're happy or sad, or, or um, um, basically you sound very, very neutral. Okay, so that's uh, devoid. It means sort of like without or to have a lack of something. Another one is to dissuade, to dissuade. Um, uh, to dissuade is kind of the opposite of persuade. I'm sure most of you know this um, word. So you can persuade someone to do something. That means to sort of like... Uh, influence them in a way that they do it in the end. Uh, in other words, uh, to persuade someone means um, to um, make them do it. You know, it doesn't have to be in a forced way. You just um, come up with some arguments and then the person gets persuaded. Uh, convinced would be a, a good synonym actually, to convince someone. Um, but to dissuade is the opposite of to persuade. It's kind of persuade, but it's persuade not to do something, right? So, for example, I could somehow try to dissuade you from listening to other podcasts and come onto Zdenek's English podcast and listen to my podcast only. Actually, I don't mean to do that. Actually, I don't have any intention of doing this. I just want to give you an example of uh, how we could use this verb to dissuade and... Um, Dissuade. Um, actually, hold on, hold on. I think it should be pronounced to dissuade. So I uh, wasn't putting the stress on the right syllable. So to dissuade. So you can dissuade um, your friend from flying, right? Um, for example, somebody wanted to fly and they thought they were a bird or something. And if you are a good friend, you could tell your friend, hey, hold on a minute. Hang on a second, hold your horses. I don't think people can fly. Are you sure you want to jump off the cliff? Yeah, sure, positive. You know, I want to give it a go. Why not? I heard that um, we can fly. 
you could actually kill yourself, you know. Uh, can you not? Can you not? Because we would have to call the police and um, dispose of your body and, and have a funeral and all that. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of annoying. It's, uh, it's a bummer. So uh, how about you do not fly? So if you manage to convince uh, your friend not to do this, then you dissuade them from flying. What a strange example that is. Another one comes from also uh, James O'Brien's uh, LBC uh, show, and uh, it's to spout. So if you spout, you basically express your views or ideas in a lengthy and often um, unreflecting way. Uh, it's kind of declamatory. Um, so he was spouting platitudes about our furry friends. What? What is that example? It's an example I found uh, on Google and I don't like it at all. But uh, as I remember, um, James often uses this word to describe the Brexiteers, you know, the, the, the people who support Brexit, like sometimes we call them leavers, because they often have, an, have no idea what they are talking about. They are spouting nonsense. Uh, so they speak about something in a long way. It's like sort of like ranting. Yeah. Okay, so that's to spout. Now, this is an interesting phrase. To be at loggerheads with someone. If you are at loggerheads, and don't ask me what exactly the individual parts of this phrase mean, but I know that as a phrase, it means to have a strong disagreement with someone about something. So if you if you are at loggerheads, let's say with your colleague, it could lead uh, to uh, conflicts, you know, there could be a conflict, uh, perhaps somebody starts shouting or something. Yeah, if you're at loggerheads, it means you, you, you have sort of um, a relationship which is a bit tense, okay? Um, so to be at loggerheads does not necessarily mean to argue, but I think that's what it often leads to, if you're at loggerheads with someone. Okay, uh, if you find faults with someone, I think I've already done this one in the past, but um, if I'm not sure about a phrase, or if I put it into my vocabulary, that does not necessarily mean that I don't know the meaning of that phrase, or that I have never used it. It could mean that I basically forgot it, or that I don't use it enough, or that I'm not sure, I'm not entirely sure about it, or I like it for one reason or another. But to find fault with someone essentially means just to see a problem in everything, to make fuss about all things, like to be a moaner and nothing is good enough for you. You know, that's what means to find faults with people. Like you're very, very critical if you do that. So to cave in or to cave uh, means to crumble, to get defeated or to succumb to yield or to just give up, basically, okay? So, to cave in, it's, I think this one is uh, sort of like a slang word. I've recently seen it on Marvin's status. I hope he's not listening because I may be revealing some personal information. You know Marvin, um, one of the guests on the Next English podcast, uh, he has been on the podcast twice and um, he's had an incident with his teaching and um, he has posted a status on his Facebook and I think one of his friends said to Marvin in sort of a motivating way, uh, Marvin don't cave, it means like don't give up, 
fight them, don't succumb, but you can also say don't cave in. It's, in, it's an interesting word, this one, because obviously the first meaning of the word cave is uh, slightly different. This is where the prehistoric man used to live, right? It's where a dragon might live or, 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 or another animal. Uh, cave is basically a shelter in a piece of rock, I believe. Isn't it? Something like that. But to cave means to give up or to succumb. Right. So to keep a straight face. So if you can't keep a straight face, that means um, something is too funny for you not to laugh. In other words, if you can't keep straight face, it's you find it impossible um, to be serious, like to, to keep a serious face. In other words, you just start laughing uh, because something is too funny. Um, yeah, um, I think that one might be from um, Rock and Roll English from... Martin Johnston's Rock and Roll English podcast. Riddle me that. Riddle me that means um, please explain. And it's a slang expression. And it's been used by, uh, again, James O'Brien from LBC. It's actually quite interesting, guys, that when I see this vocabulary, and the, I may have written this uh, very piece of vocabulary about a month ago, because it comes from February, that I actually remember who said it. It's kind of... It's kind of mind-boggling, isn't it? Um, how, how on earth do I actually remember who said it? Like, I may not remember the actual phrase when I need to use it, but when I see it written, I remember who says it. That's because I, have, I haven't heard this phrase from, for example, Luke, but I know that James O'Brien uses it. So if you say, riddle me that, it's like a nice, colorful way to say, please explain. So often... Um, uh, James, in his show, basically uh, asks these rhetoric questions. He talks about um, Brexit a lot, so he's trying to make people think. And uh, often he does not understand how the MPs in the parliament behave. And, and it's very unpredictable and um, it's very changeable these days. And then he sort of asks a question because he doesn't know the answer himself. And he wants to encourage the listeners to think about it, to have a, have a thing and uh, call in so that they could answer his own question so he can say, riddle me that, means please explain. Okay, to be lenient, uh, that means not to be strict. Um, for example, you could be a lenient teacher, so that means you would let your, let your students off a lot. They would get away with a lot of, let's say, misbehavior or... or uh, they could be latecomers, they could come late to your classes uh, because they don't keep the time, you know, they could fail to come on time uh, or in time rather. And uh, if you are a lenient teacher, well, you just let them off. The opposite would be, of course, a strict or harsh teacher. You can be lenient on someone. So, for example, a teacher could be lenient on his students. Um, Okay, so what else do we have here? If you have got a lot of episodes under your belt, that means that you have recorded a lot of episodes as a podcaster, but you could have a lot of goals under your belt. For example, I think we all know that Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi are the best football players on this planet, although uh, the fans of Luka Modric might argue that he has won the Golden ball, 
But uh, to be honest, I still think that uh, Ronaldo and Messi are better footballers personally because they have got so many goals and assists and uh, wonderful football moves that people just uh, continuously play on YouTube again and again and again under their belt. You know, they are just awesome footballers. Countenance. Again, this one comes from Luke, uh, from, sorry, from Jameson Bryan on LBC. Um, countenance means admit as acceptable or possible. So he often uses this phrase, like he says, I can't countenance this. That means um, he can't imagine it, I think that would mean. He can't admit it as acceptable. Um, okay, for example, I don't think James O'Brien can countenance no-deal Brexit. I don't think he can countenance it. And yet there is a possibility that the UK might actually crash out of Europe. And uh, therefore... Uh, it is possible, so we can countenance it. Although, uh, I don't think this is the right thing to do and I think you know why I think that. Uh, intransigent. Intransigent means uh, it's really intransigent and I hope I'm pronouncing it right. To be honest, I don't want to, I don't want to tab out and go into Google because I'm using this flashcard app on my phone and it could mean that I lose the momentum of going through this vocabulary so I'm going to take a risk I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the pronunciation of this word is intransigent and intransigent means unyielding or tough or, um, or uh, basically um, unbending you know, like, you won't budge an inch. You know, if you're intransigent, you're tough. And you won't, you won't get out of the way if somebody is um, sort of, like, threatening you. Or somebody's trying to negotiate with you. So we could say that the EU are currently intransigent. Because uh, they don't want to... Um, because, as we know, uh, Th Theresa May is trying to negotiate uh, the Brexit deal. And uh, she sort of finds it hard to change uh, the EU's position because they are intransigent, indeed. Okay, now, buff. Uh, buff is a person who is in a good physical shape with well-developed muscles. Um, if you are looking very buff, uh, that means you might have been working out. Also, there's a phrase, to be in the buff, which means to be completely naked. Really interesting, and I don't know, the word buff also means a fan in slang. And also to buff something, I think it's used in gaming slang. If you buff something, you make it a little bit stronger. Uh, for example, you could uh, play a game in which um, you have a hero that can deal some damage with a weapon. And in order to make your damage uh, better or increase your damage, you could buff your sword by a spell. Let's say you cast a spell called Blessing or something like that to buff you, to buff yourself or to buff your sword. You could you could use an ability called Rage that could make you uh, deal more damage or something like that. So the word buff has a lot of meanings. Um, crikey, okay, another one from James O'Brien. So crikey is um, an expression of surprise and it's used in British slang. And um, I don't know, it's kind of 
amusing one, isn't it? I kind of find it hilarious, this one, to be honest. So you could say, oops, crikey, you hear something happens and it's used in a slightly amusing way, so I don't think you could use it for a serious thing. For example, lately the news have been full of terrible events that has happened all around the world, such as uh, there was a plane crash, uh, I believe, um, in, was it in Ethiopia? It was somewhere in Africa. The Boeing, the Boeing um, airplane crashed with all people on on board dying, obviously. And then there was this horrific terrorist attack in New Zealand, in Christchurch, in the city of Christchurch. And uh, basically, uh, I think it was about 50 Muslims were killed while praying in a mosque by a right-wing extremist. And um, he did this as a response to the attacks that were conducted or carried out by the Islamic extremists in Europe, like the Bataclan one or uh, the Manchester attack. So this is this is horrible. I don't I don't understand how people can do anything like this. And for me, it doesn't make any difference whatsoever what race or nationality or religion you have. It doesn't make any difference. It's just a life wasted no matter who is the victim. And these people, uh, they should be prevented from doing something as horrifying as this. I think more measures should be taken. And um, if anybody sees any signs of something suspicious or some behavior that is out of line, people should just report it. And also, I think something should be done about the social media. Because on one hand, you want freedom of speech. On the other hand, I think you should be, um, you should be dealing with extremist comments that suggest, for example, killing someone or, or, or promote hatred. And uh, I think the internet is full of this. That's because these people who do this, who spout such nonsense, they often hide on the internet because they can be anonymous on the internet. They just have a nickname and they often hide their IP address. And so they are not afraid to say what they think. They would not say anything like that in real life often, you know. So I think something should be done about this because all these terrorist attacks can be prevented, in my opinion. If, uh, if we all come together and uh, work together as one and just be friendly and celebrate diversity rather than trying to um, fight with one another. It's, it's just nonsense. No matter who you are, no matter where you're listening from, I'd like to appeal to you to stand by what I'm saying and um, let's, you know, let's unite against these horrific acts. Let's condemn it together and hopefully one day this will be a better planet to live on. I'm not sure if I'm such an optimist though because I think people, when people are stressed, when people uh, get into a distressing situation, uh, I think people become animals. They just fight for survival. And to be honest, with all these dire predictions of our planet warming up, you know, and the unsustainability of natural resources, I am not sure where exactly I stand, but I'm not a complete optimist, I tell you that. We will see, or perhaps we won't see, hopefully we won't see, 
uh, but our children might see or children of our children might see we we, we will see what happens um, well i don't think i'll solve this now okay so the next one is to walk a bike so if you walk a bike it's instead of riding the bike you just sort of like walk holding your bike you just sort of walk with your bike and it's like you can say to walk a dog yeah so you have a dog on a leash and you want to do this uh, so that your dog um, gets some fresh air and so on um, you can also walk your bike why would you walk your bike well you might walk your bike because you have a puncture or you could walk two bikes you know because it's a little bit harder to ride two bikes like I can do it but it's a bit risky to be honest you could fall uh, you might walk a bike because uh, the the chain gets broken it has recently happened to me and there might be some other reasons you could do that to conflate again comes from James O'Brien so to conflate means to combine two or more sets of information texts ideas etc into one for example the urban crisis conflates a number of different economic, political and social issues. So uh, this is often used if you conflate two conflicting ideas. and uh, It's often done, I think, um, um, it's not desirable of course, but people often do it. Um, uh, for example, you could conflate radical Islamism with Islamic belief. And that's what often happens because people generalize, people um, have prejudices and they stereotype. Uh, basically, we, when we hear there are a lot of Islamic attacks, what we assume is that all Muslims are like that. That everybody that uh, believes in Islam is a bad person because we often conflate radical Islamism with Islamic belief. You could argue that stupid people would do that, but I'll tell you what, I know a lot of clever people who just get influenced by the media so much that uh, they just conflate these two, and it's sad, it's really sad. People should really give this more thought, and um, it's actually interesting that no one, that after this right extremist um, did the terrorist attack, no one is going to say that... Uh, all white people are right-wing right, right -wing extremists, right? Are they? I don't think they are. But a lot of people here in Europe, for, for example, or also in America, due to Donald Trump's rhetoric, they might actually say that all Muslims are bad, all Muslims are terrorists, and things like that. So here you have a wonderful example that this is actually quite dangerous thing to say. And um, it's just loads of bollocks, if you ask me. You should not conflate a belief with uh, a radical version of that belief. I don't consider myself an expert by any means. I know, I know, for example, that in some countries, um, Islam is still kind of behind, and it should be uh, reformed and modernized, and um, there should be more equality between men and women, and so on. But I also know that there are a lot of believers of Islam who generally speaking are peaceful people. I don't I didn't mean to talk about Islam for so long in this episode. I, I just feel it's necessary for me to express my views because it really bothers me what some of my friends think about this issue. Anyway, let's move on. I don't think I'm going to solve this problem here. 
to double down. So if you double down, you strengthen your commitment to a particular strategy or course of action. Typically one that is potentially risky. Um, I think, again, this is used in politics. Um, I don't know what kind of example I could give you. Let's say that Theresa May doubles down on her strategy of trying to pass her deal in the parliament, but yet she fails to get it through the parliament because it gets voted down, as we know, her deal. Um, to be worked up about something. If you're worked up, you're upset. So I maybe worked up about um, um, a football match or I maybe worked up about the issue of conflating the religion with uh, the extremist wing of the religion or something like that. So to be worked up means to be upset. It's a phrase of a uh, basically. Now, sickening means causing great annoyance or disappointment. It is sickening to think that we have done enough to win and then had to leave with nothing. Or it is sickening to hear about terrorist attacks so often. Uh, it makes you sort of sick. To have a fair crack at the whip. If you have a fair crack at the whip, you have an equal chance to do something. It's only right that all the candidates should be given a fair crack of the whip. So uh, they should have uh, an equal chance um, to participate in something, let's say, you know, you want to have a fair crack of the whip. Um, I don't know, like it's if uh, you're a member of parliament, you want to be heard, you want to have a voice. And even though you might not be in the, uh, in the you know, governing coalition or something, you still want to have a fair crack of the whip. Uh, also, there is uh, another expression to crack the whip, which means to use your authority to make someone else work better or harder to crack the whip. Um, yeah, I think that's what a boss would do to the core. To the core means in every way. So for example, uh, we could say that Jeremy Corbyn is a, a, a laborist to the core, or we could say Theresa May is a conservative to the core. And it means to, to an extreme degree. Or you could say, I was shocked to the core to hear about the terrorist attacks in New Zealand. So to the core. Endemic. If something is endemic, it's regularly found among particular people in, or in a certain area. You could say uh, that complacency is endemic in industry today. Or you could say that uh, a disease is endemic. It means it's, it's regularly found. It's nothing unusual. Yeah. Okay. Um, true to. If you're true to yourself and to your values, and then uh, you adhere to your values, you follow them, you, uh, you are not a hypocrite. You do as you say. You're true to your values. Very nice expression indeed. If you put your own interests before your teams, then you are a selfish football player. You can put your own interests before uh, before the group you are part of, basically. Yeah. So to put your own interests before someone else's interests. A lot of people would do this because uh, they are greedy and selfish, of course. Yeah, and I think that's about it. That's all that will um, fit into this episode. 
uh, hope you enjoyed it. I hope you find it useful. I hope you didn't mind me ranting about certain issues. And I hope the examples that I made were clear and understandable. Please let me know what you think about uh, this kind of episode. Some of the episodes of the, from this series are actually published as patron-only episodes. So if you enjoy my flashcards vocabulary series, you might as well become a patron of the Next English Podcast. If you don't, then uh, thank you for bearing with me. Thank you for tolerating this episode till the very end. Thank you for putting up with this episode for so long and um, give yourself a pat on the back. And all that remains me to say is goodbye, cheers, and wish me luck today in my first match of the season. Bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com. Thank you.